Hey, Frontier Church. Um, well, we're, we're done with our First John Sermon series. Um, 13 weeks later, tomorrow is going to be our first sermon in our new sermon series about the spiritual practices. Now, there's a million names that people use to describe the spiritual practices. Some people call them the spiritual disciplines. Some people call them vocational liturgies. That's a little bit higher language. Some people call them rhythms of renewal. Other historical churches have referred to them as a rule of life. Look, it doesn't matter to me what you call them. We're going to call them as a church five Well, we're going to call them spiritual practices. And the sermon series beginning tomorrow, we're going to call Flourishing in the Chaos. Five spiritual practices to help you cultivate a life of responding to the Spirit rather than reacting to the chaos. It's going to be seven weeks long. And just just a heads up, tomorrow's sermon is not going to focus on any singular practice. Instead, It's going to be a gigantic information dump. It's totally going to be like drinking from a fire hydrant. We're going to explore the dilemma of living in a hyper-distracted modern world. And we will do a deep dive, an, an, an acute exploration of this problem. And my intention isn't to beat us over the head with information and statistics. My goal is to make it painstakingly clear why God is leading our church to integrate the spiritual practices into our vision. And let me phrase this really carefully. We're not changing our vision as a local church, but we are deepening our vision. We'll be rolling out new language for our values. Our our values are currently gospel, community, and mission. We are deepening those values by adding one more to that list because we think that we've identified a gap in our vision. And we're going to change the language of our values just a little bit to make it more easy to memorize. So from now on, we're going to say that we're about the power, the people, the purposes, and the practices of Jesus. How's that for an alliteration? Power. For the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. People, as in the community of God's people. Purpose, as in mission is God's purpose in the world. And practice, as in the spiritual disciplines. And again, here's what we're going to say. We're about the power, the people, the purpose, and the practices of Jesus. We're going to roll that out carefully over the next seven weeks. But for now, tonight, let's settle in for solitude right now. The Apostle Paul in the New Testament really lays the framework for the importance of the spiritual disciplines. So spend some time simply focusing on this one phrase that he writes to Timothy. He says, train yourselves for godliness. Train. Train? Like like discipline? Like work hard? Like strive? Like toil? Yeah. Train yourselves for godliness.
So sometimes you hear really well-meaning Christians say, all you need is to preach the gospel. And what they mean by this is that the Christian life is exclusively about doing and talking and sharing the gospel, not about spiritual disciplines that help you cultivate a deep interior life. Now, we love the gospel, but think a little bit about how that statement, all you need is to preach the gospel, although it's good, it's, it's lacking. So in the original context of the New Testament, gospel ambassadors were people who literally ran from city to city and town to town to announce the good news of a new king and his victory. So if you're a Christian, that's essentially a picture of what you are. But in the ancient world, if a gospel ambassador was unhealthy, like if she has a broken leg, or if she's out of shape, or if he's sick, or if he's wounded, then essentially he can't get the news or the gospel from city to city. So what's my point? My point is that the gospel moves forward best when the gospel ambassadors are healthy. This is the way that God has designed this to work. So the spiritual practices, they're not a tool for saving you or justifying you or making you right with God. That's a blatant misuse of the spiritual practices. What the spiritual practices are is a spiritual workout so that as a gospel ambassador, you could run far and wide to share the gospel in the city. They are a spiritual meal so that our gospel ambassadors are healthy and well-nourished and able to share the gospel far and wide throughout the world. The spiritual practices, although they're not intended to save us, they are a spiritual exercise to train you so that you can run far and wide with King Jesus' message. So come back to that one phrase from Paul to Timothy and keep meditating on it. Train yourselves for godliness. What would this look like in your life? In his book on spiritual disciplines, Kent Hughes gives the example of a famous football player named Mike Singletary. And Singletary says that in watching the tape of football games, he will often watch a single play 50 to 60 times. A single play. That means that it usually takes him about six hours to watch one single football game. (laughs) 
He also mentions Ernest Hemingway. Apparently, Hemingway would spend hours and hours polishing a single sentence. And sometimes Hemingway would even spend hours simply searching for the right word. He even mentions Leonardo da Vinci, who, to prepare for one of his famous paintings, once he drew a thousand hands. Here's the point in all three of these examples. Behind every beautiful life is discipline. So keep meditating on that one phrase from Paul to Timothy. Train yourselves for godliness. There's an old famous saying from Jewish rabbis that goes like this. May the dust of your rabbi be always on your robe. <laughs> so, so the ideal was that you would follow your rabbi so closely, that you would imitate with him so closely, that you would have the dust of his sandals, the dust of the tread of his sandals kicked up upon your robe. That's what the spiritual disciplines are intended to do. They're ways of watching your rabbi, imitating how Jesus walks, copying how Jesus lives, watching Jesus' ways as closely as you can. That's what it means to discipline yourself for godliness. It means that you discipline yourself to gaze upon Jesus as you follow him closely. So, are you following him? Or are there areas in your life that need to be brought into further conformity with the way of Jesus?
Amen. Guys, come prepared tomorrow to think about the spiritual practices. If there were ever a morning to bring a notepad or a journal to take notes during a sermon, it'd be tomorrow. We're going to lay the groundwork for the five spiritual practices that we're going to commit to as a local church. We're going to drink from a fire hose about thinking how different theologians have thought and conceptualized of the spiritual disciplines. And we really really believe that Jesus is inviting our whole church into a way of life that is deeper, more enjoyable, and more godly than the way of life that we currently have as a church together. It's going to be a journey. So pray deeply for our church tonight and come to church tomorrow prepared to speak a word of encouragement into somebody's life or a prophetic word or a word of wisdom or a word of encouragement. But I love you, church. And I'll see you tomorrow.